is it all year, all year long you've been asking me about it. How the Vols going to do in the NCAA tournament? Now you can ask, we can talk about it today. Maury Hanks is going to join us. Super scout to the stars, global sports. He's only been at it about, oh, I don't know, longer than he's been alive in the world of college basketball. Uh, the great John Adams is here, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors on a Thursday. We're going to be uh, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball, overtiming it tonight. Uh, I, I think today's tonight today's game gets underway. I don't know what. It says 9.55. Not, what time to say, Brian? What's a, what's the tip time in this 940 thing? 9.40 is yeah. 9.40. Which so means about 10. 9.55. Which means about yeah, 10. The game will be, be over 10. about 12.15, which means I'll be getting to bed about 3, which means even getting to bed at 3, getting up probably tomorrow morning about 8.30, I'll be better than Beano tomorrow on the air. How you like those apples? John Adams is presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. John, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for all year, brother. This is the season. Well, I I think everything Tennessee's done the long it's been an up and down regular season, yep. but I think everything Tennessee has done has led to this point to be at your best in March. Today on the program, Maury Hanks joins, then we take a bunch of phone calls. The question for you today is going to be this. Before Tennessee goes off, it's very interesting. The game in the national window that will be on right here. Uh, CBS locally, Duke, the known, versus another known but a mid-major that's very good that can run away from the Vols. Now, Mr. C and Tennessee Lee, in my last podcast, which I was just listening to when we got started here, which was airing uh, over at tclub.team on our airwaves, you can also go back and listen to any of our podcasts, including Matt Stuff on the baseball team, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. Um the Evan Russell uh, Monday offering, uh, who's just excellent. Uh, the gambling stuff that we're doing presented by our friends at Twisted Tea, we've got two of them now. Today on the program, we're going to debut our breaking down of the Friday games, which we laid down last night. We break all the games down tomorrow uh, for you, so uh, don't, don't you dare miss it. Chris Lofton is coming up as part of our Overdrive Overtime TLD Logistics, Chris Lofton, we're going to get the party started right. In the meantime, the man who speaks of the Papatis of love, some people call him Mo Reese. I'm talking about the great Maury Hanks is going to join us on the other side. Uh, John, back in the day, were you a Steve Miller band fan? Did you like that stuff? Give me a couple of Steve Miller songs. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. Yeah, I like that song. How about a big old jet airliner? Don't remember that one. Come on, big old jet airliner, don't carry me too far away. No, you went you from Phoenix, carry, Arizona, you, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A.? You can carry me away from that. Northern California, where the girls are warm, so I can hear my sweet baby say... And it sounds like a line from a Beach Boys song. Uh, well, it's, it's West Coast music by way of Texas. He's a, he's a uh, he he is a um, San Francisco artist. I got some great stuff on K San from him in the early seventies. Great <laughs> blues guitarist too back in the day. Uh, Brian, what are some other Steve? I ain't complaining, but I sure like to find me a true fine love. Uh, something take about the money and run. 
Whoa, whoa, all the way going all over the country, going to Tacoma, going to Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Well, Tony just did that, Brian. We take a. That's the only one I know. uh, What about the What about the take uh, the money and run thing? Take the money and run. Whoa, whoa, take the money and run. Billy Jack is a detective down in Texas. Fly like an eagle, John. You like fly like an eagle. How does that go? Tick tock, do 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 do. Seal did a remake of that a few it's years ago. Uh, it's in uh, D minor. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, it's, it's not in any minor of mine. Well, Maurice Hanks, you speak of the poppetess of love, and on the other side, you're going to talk about the basketball balls tonight and the NCAA tournament today as we continue. Maurice, Mo, why am I calling him Maury? Uh, Maury Hanks joins us as we continue after this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin.
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. He's a gangster, he's a gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. And he's Maurice today, my man Maurice Hanks. And so, Mo, I've always wondered, what is the pompatus of love, since some people call you Maurice, and you speak of that, and what's it have to do with March Madness? Welcome in, brother. How you doing? Oh, it's my fa- everybody's favorite time of the year uh, t- uh, today, Tony. And also today, Tony, I want to wish you a happy anniversary. It was about nine years ago today that the great Craig Philippi brought me over uh, to an establishment that's not uh, open anymore. I guess that's what you do to places like that, and uh, you were able to meet me that day. You know, that's really a good point, uh, Mo. In fact, that place is now a parking lot and a borderline, borderline an eyesore, uh, as they would say in the trade. The former Kingston Alley, it has now been rubbled to the ground right across the street from uh, uh, Copper Cellar out west. And, uh, Mo, it was a, you know, we ought to go out there this afternoon and do a reenactment. Exactly. We went there for lunch, and yep. uh, uh, Philippi brought me down there to uh, meet you. So, uh Happy anniversary to you. 
Philip, he looked at you before you walked in there, and he said, I got a guy that's going to change your life. And, and the question is, Mo, has it happened? Did it change your life, Maurice? Um, you know, this is a family show, Tony, so I really can't get into that. So let's talk about basketball. The great Maury Hanks. Uh, the card today is excellent. Gets underway at noon 15. All politics are local, Mo. We're, we're kind of um, – one thing we're going to debate as we go along here. And by the way, Maury Hanks, uh, NBA scout for a few decades, but what does he know? President of Global Sports puts on – including an event that Tennessee played in a couple years back. But uh, preseason events, postseason events, basketball all over the world, a promoter of the game, an expert in the game. Mo, tonight we're all going to be looking in that 7 o'clock window at uh, Duke and Oral Roberts. And I've gone back and forth all week on this thing. On Who, who from a Tennessee standpoint, I want to see win that game. And I... I was wondering if you could help perhaps uh, fill in the blanks for us because one would say that we would cheer for Oral Roberts to get Duke out of the way. Now, you were on with our Sunday Bractacular uh, that people can find over at tclub.team. We did an immediate snapshot. We had about six people in here, including Stats by Will. We, we had that thing well covered. And then I've done a couple of gambling podcasts this week, uh, Winners and Losers, presented by Twisted T with uh, Mr. C and also a Nashville Lee. And then everything I read on this Oral Roberts team is that they're a team that could run away from Tennessee. They score a bunch of points. They've got a great guard who's won several games in the tournament already. Um, I don't know, Mo. I'm almost inclined to, to want. And it, the ironic thing is when we met, several years ago that you that you mentioned we were watching duke get beat which opened up the bracket for the vols that is exactly what we were doing you were we were sitting there we couldn't believe it that mercer and mercer beat duke going away that day brian what seed was mercer that day were they a 15 and duke was a two which opened the bracket for us do you remember brian? that was a that was a 14-3 game and you know tennessee would have played duke over in raleigh north carolina ah. too so they really dodged one so, Mo, here we are. Same circumstances. But I'm not sure if Duke loses tonight. I'm not sure that opens up the bracket for the Vols. What do you think? Uh, Tony, again, as I said to you the other night when we were on the show, I'm a big believer. I've been in college basketball, around college basketball since 1984. I know matchups are important. The fellas win games. I would rather play a team that has less talent than play a more talented team. Um, I know matchups are important and whatnot, but um, they they had a great record. Um, but again, they've, they've 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 played four really good teams, and they've lost. And, and New Mexico is a solid team, and they played them at New Mexico, but they scored seventy five points and lost. Um, they they lost to Utah State, who's playing Missouri in the tournament. Um, again, I and again, it was really really early in the year. They only scored 45 points to Houston. Houston plays defense a lot like uh, Coach Barnes' team does. Great, so, Maury Hanks joining. He's scored, talking about, scored, you're talking about Oral Roberts there, right? Yes, Oral Roberts. Like they, Tony, they scored 111 against Central Arkansas. I don't think if they're a bastion of defense. Ozark Christian, which it sounds like one of your rock bands you talk about. Roger State is another Division II school. <laughs> um, you know, they, 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 
you know, they're very talented. You, you, you are correct. Uh, the, their guard, Max, is, has been there, seems like, for 10 years. And he, he had a big NC2A tournament a couple years ago. But, again, for me, I'm looking to play the team that has the less talent, less overall talent. So Mo's, on the, Mo's in the Oral Roberts camp uh, tonight from a Tennessee standpoint because Duke has figured it out here down the stretch. I think they've won, what, eight in a row, nine in a row, something to that effect. And uh, But Tennessee's got to get by Louisiana tonight. What do you think of that matchup, Mo, now that it's on top of us? I, I mean, Tony, I mean, again, that's why they play the games, and that's why there's things called upsets, but um, I think it's a good. I think it's a good draw. You, you mentioned that the other day that, that t- Tennessee got a got a good draw for uh, you know for you know, for where they're seated and who they played against. If they could have played other other seeds on the in the other side of the bracket, you know, the same number that are better than uh, Louisiana is. Great, Mari Hanks. He is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the TLD Logistics Hotline online at tldlogistics.com. John Adams presented by our friends at seniors helping seniors mo when you look at today's window this afternoon let's do a quick viewer's guide when i read to you in the 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 first grouping of games okay um the eight nine game you've got maryland west virginia you've got Furman and virginia right there in that first window uh which game to use more compelling and why are people why is it a trendy pick to pick Furman? who hadn't been in an NCAA tournament since 1982. People are picking Furman to beat Virginia. Are you one of them? Tony, and, the, and again, I don't do very well in brackets because I guess I go with my head a little bit too much. But I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in chalk, and I know there's upsets and whatnot. Um, I, I, again, I know they've lost, they lost to a 16 seed, but they do struggle to score kind of like Tennessee does. They don't have a guy that can break you off the bounce. Uh, in Virginia, they don't have a guy who can go create his own shot. Uh, you know, is a prolific scorer. Um, Furman makes threes, um, but again, you're playing against a team that is well coached, a great defensive team that's not going to let teams go and, and, and get eight zero runs on them. And Tony, I think I said this to you before. I think if you watch college basketball, the team that wins the game is. The game, the game is like a ping pong match. It'll go back two, 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 four, two. But when it goes eight zero at the end of the game, when you look and see, you can look by the play by play. Whoever has the most eight two, eight zero runs, that's the wins the game. And it sounds easier than it is, but most games go back and forth, you know. But when teams go on long scoring droughts and a team can score, uh, and that's what happens to Tennessee at times. But Virginia, I don't think, even though they may not be able to score. They don't allow the other team to score, and so that's why they're they're, they're in some close games. But um, you are right; Furman is a sexy pick. And the other game, the other game's going to look back like it's uh, 1989 in the Big East tournament. Yep. That's going to that's going to be a slugfest. Oh, those two teams are just going to beat the hell out of each other. I would hate to be a referee in that game. I tell you that, John Adams. Why is it that um, when we start looking at these game, and he was talking about, you know, these teams that take several minutes off. I watch college basketball now. That that is so many teams these days that will go through stretches. Matt said during one of our Garza Law uh, Tennessee basketball overtimes this year, towards the end of the season, one of Tennessee's opponents went like seven minutes without scoring, six and a half minutes. 
and the Vols went five and a half. I think it was in the same game. And we and he says, Tony, how many of these games have we said that about down the stretch? I mean, it is such a weird game now how these teams can't score. And the whole point of the game is to put the ball in the net. Tony, I think you have so many coaches now that want to strangle strangle God, strangle the life out of a game with defense. And that's a a good way to win a game, and they can control defense, get their teams to play really hard, play really well as a unit on defense, and that works for a lot of coaches. The other side of that to me is shooting has gotten worse. I mean, you want to shoot most teams, they go for the three or try to get to the rim. Mid-range game has kind of disappeared. So it lends itself. It just seems like you get you get so many teams I've seen where one guy goes cold from three, then other guys go cold, too. And I think all of that contributes to runs. But, but Mari's really accurate on that. It's a game of runs. And if you can minimize your scoring droughts and maximize an opponent's uh, scoring droughts, you win games. And, Dixon, that's why Tennessee is kind of um, – you hope in this second season this doesn't continue. But it's one of the reasons why I have trouble getting on here and getting above my skis with them and saying we're going to the Sweet 16 because – that truly is who we are. Like, we take six, seven minutes off, and we do it all the time. Those teams are hard to trust this time of the year. I think it would be a shocking thing if this team didn't have a four or five-minute scoring drought in a game. Because it, you know, but, they, but they'll also do that to their opponents. Yep. So, you know, Mario's talking about, like, these 8-0, 8-2 runs. For Tennessee and Virginia, that's a, that could be over, like, ten minutes. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the Vols have... The Vols went, that Auburn game, I think the number was 615 down the stretch. They didn't score a field goal. I mean, how do you, it's Division One basketball. Six well, minutes Tony, and 15 I, I seconds. Have a, I have a, a theory, too, yeah. and it's been going on for the last, and John's right, you know, uh, everybody wants to shoot the three. The mid-range game is frowned upon. Um, college basketball is trying to duplicate the NBA for a number of reasons. One reason is if you don't coach, like an NBA coach does, other coaches hold that against you. Well, hey, they don't run pick and roll. They don't spread the floor. They're not going one on one. They're 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 holding you back from playing in the league. That's all. That's all anybody. I, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the guys that step on the floor the next two days actually honestly believe they're playing in the NBA. And <laughs> so that's why you see everybody running pick and roll. My, I would argue that the, the NBA can do that because they're the best players in the world. College basketball doesn't have guys. Guys are trying to run. It's like when Troy Aikman went to Oklahoma and they tried to run the wishbone. How'd that work out? You, 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 I, I don't, you don't see teams running a number of set plays like they used to do, you know, 10 years ago. And, you know, if you've got the players that can do it, like Bill Self. Bill Self is basically... He's, he's, you know, he spreads the floor and he plays high-low basketball, and he, has, he hasn't changed to that. And they're, they're still going to run the ball through the high post. But most teams don't do set plays. Most teams spread the floor and do pick and roll and think things of that nature. And um, m- most guys don't have the talent to do it. And so that's why you see guys, I mean, people say, oh, he's wide open. Yeah, but you know what, Tony? I mean, your son's played golf with me. That's like me hitting my driver off the deck. It's not. It's not going to end well. He's open. So big deal. Let him take a, you know, twenty foot shot. He's open. Guys aren't going to make it. You know, what? 
I guess what came to my mind is, yeah, come watch our game. It's the NBA game with inferior players. Without question. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But you are right. You are in this transfer era. These parents are immediately going to these coaches and saying, "Why isn't my kid look like he did in the summer circuit?" Like I hear that all the time from some of these guys, and and or rival coaches will say, "Hey, why don't you come over here and play with me? This guy's choking the life out of you. Come come play with me. Come on." Barnes has Barnes has people whispering that in his ear. That the some of his kids they're getting that whispered in their ear. Well, well, Tony, everybody talks about guys that transfer, and I'll just use Tennessee as an example. Yeah. You know, the kid at North Carolina, Asheville. Well, if if he would have waited, again, three years ago, he w- wouldn't have done, no matter where he was, he wouldn't have done this. The guy that transferred from here that went to Auburn that's at NC State, everybody talks about, oh, God, he's, he's losing transfers. But when they left three or four years ago, they couldn't play. The kid Brown is a prime example. You know, he played for Eric Musselman, who's – you can say what you want about Eric. I've known him since he's 23 years old. He's a really, really good coach. He's really, he's, he's learned from the NBA and he, and he's big on matchups. And that kid left there because he wasn't playing. And then he went to Arizona and he's supposed to be a big time recruit. And so you leave those two programs and end up at, you know, Louisiana and it's a fine program, but now he's his fourth or fifth year into college. Hey, Mo, uh, today at 140, a game that, Will these two teams will get up and down? These two teams play a wild brand of basketball. Utah State and Missouri, and you know the thing about that Missouri coach that I appreciate, and we said it last week, there was nothing fluky about their victory over the Vols. Nothing. I'm convinced now. If those two teams played ten times, Missouri'd win seven of them. Uh, just the way they approach the game. Um, to John's point, that's that's. That is a Josh Heupel approach to college basketball that they're giving this. Everybody else playing this way, we're going to play fast. We're going to just defense is optional. We're just going to get out and run. And, Mo, that Utah State team loves, loves, loves to play in space, too. Uh, That number is touching like 140. I think it's like 136 right now, some crazy number, the total in that game, which is really high for a college game. I think that's going to be a fun basketball game today. What do you think happens there? Can, you think Missouri can win a game? Oh, I think that, I think they can. I mean, they're not going to. I think playing in the SEC, playing in road games that they played in the SEC, uh, I don't think the bright lights of playing in the NC two A tournament. I don't think they'll. You're not saying they'll be afraid of anybody, but you know they've looked across to Kentucky and Tennessee and Alabama and people like that. And I don't think Utah State. You know, they're going to flinch at Utah State. But you're right, Utah State. Spreads the floor. They've got they've got a number of guys that shoot in the high thirties uh, percent from from three. They've got a guy, uh, their leading scorer Tony. He shoots forty four percent from three. I mean that's you know that that that's really something that you know he's shooting that many and he's you know he made over a hundred threes this year. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the best games of the day, just in terms of like you said the style. Yeah, please. If you are, I'm going to give you a hall pass today. If you need me to write you a doctor's note, I'll be glad to do that. But it is uh, the 140 Eastern start, Utah State, Missouri. Hey, hey, Mo, um, question for you. Have you seen Jay Wright on the, um, on the, on the TNT telecast? Have you seen the great work that he's doing? And do you consider trading... Rex Chapman, who borrowed his glasses from Gail King on CBS TV, or Don Lemon, 
the Don Lemon Gail King look. Do you uh, think that's an upgrade um, trading Rex Chapman for Jay Wright? Oh no, Jay's Jay's fantastic. Uh, lucky enough to consider him a dear friend of mine for many many years, and uh, met him when he was at Drexel University as a young assistant. But he's fantastic. Have you seen some of the commercials he's doing? Oh my, he's a rock star. Hey Matt, have you seen how good he is in the studio? How good of a broadcaster this Jay Wright guy is. I mean, Tony, he's so good. He's so good that, that it makes me not hate looking at when I see Seth Davis up there. When they were up there the other day, <laughs> Seth Davis went away. buddy of mine said poor Seth Davis looks like such a schlep next to him because Seth is so vapid and empty. And compared to – and this guy's just talking circles around poor Seth Davis. Oh, him and Candace Parker. I love Candace Parker. I mean, you know, at least, yeah, Candace Parker is not going to have to take a restraining order out on on Jay Wright like she would have Rex Chapman. <laughs> That's creep. You know, uh, no, he's he's incredible. No that that, that's why he's not getting back in the coaching. He'll probably wind up making more money on TV than he would as a head coach. He's an absolute rock star. But Mel, you know, I'll tell uh, you this: when when Barnes hangs it up in a couple years, Tennessee needs to call Jay Wright. Yes, come on, Tom. More, Maury, could he win here? Could Jay Wright win here, Maury? Oh yeah, I mean a lot. A lot of people. I mean, Tony, like like I said, I mean, I know they're they're fans, and everybody wants to win the Final Four again. I'm not a uh, you know Coach, Coach Barnes. You know, I don't want to beat the bandwagon, but I think Man's done a great job. Yeah. I mean, but you can you can win here for a number of reasons. Oh. Coach, Coach Barnes did it. I mean, I mean, has has shown they've got great fans. They have great facilities. Oh. Um, I mean, it's a it's a I'd say a top ten job in the country. But uh, goofy Rex Chapman, we we don't miss hey, him. Uh, Good, Brian. Tone. Uh, last year, Rex Chapman was on there, and they were talking about Pete Gillen. And Pete Gillen calls games on the CBS network. I think a lot of the games he does are on CBS Sports Network, but still. And Rex Chapman got on there and referred to him as if he had died. He said, "Rest in peace," or something about Pete Gillen. And the guy's still going. To- calling games on cbs platforms which was totally embarrassing for him they also got rid of reggie miller too i don't know if you guys saw that he's not yes he's terrible he's ter- i thought I, di- I didn't like him at all some of those i NBA love guys, him i love him in commercials though i love reggie miller he's got such a, he's got such a great personality candace parker adams are you you covered her up close she is phenomenal as a broadcaster, just like the gal who's now at Duke as their head women's coach was phenomenal at broadcasting. Candace, Lawson. Candace Parker's fantastic at it, John. I, I watch her in midweek in those NBA games sitting in the studio. She blows those guys away she's in there with, blows them away. Yeah, she's she's got a presence about her. I remember when she first came to Tennessee. In fact, when she was, I guess, a senior in high school, she was uh, very mature for age. And uh, she's very comfortable in the spotlight. So she's she's really made that that transition well. There are a number of people. I, I tell you who I think is really good on women's. Uh, we're talking about women's basketball is uh, Andrea Carter who has, isn't that far removed from playing for Tennessee. But she's on the SEC network. She's great. I think, I think she's really good. Yep. Uh, she's very well prepared, very articulate, uh, very serious about her work. Tennessee's put out a number of good 
uh, you know, broadcasters. And then there's Chris Burke. Yeah, she was. She does it, uh, men's games too. She did the yeah. ACC tournament, I believe. Maury Hanks weekend. Maury Hanks yes, joining she's me. Done men, she's also done men games. Hey, men's Maury, games. Well. Maury Brian Hartman's trying to drag us into the weeds on the TLD Logistics hotline on the line at tldlogistics.com. Auburn, the eight nine game tonight. It's a six fifty Eastern time start. Mo, who you got? Auburn, Iowa, eight nine. Who advances? I'm cheering for. I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, Iowa also has some t- trouble to score, and, and, that, and that's their strong suit. Coach McCaffrey's a great offensive coach. Not saying he's a, not a good defensive coach, but his teams play up tempo, move the ball, uh, kind of spread the floor. Don't run a lot of pick and roll, but uh, like to shoot the ball. And, uh, and since I do a lot of business with Iowa and I'm good friends with them, I'm cheering for Iowa. But that will be a, a close game. And as I said the other night, Tony, I'm absolutely shocked as a nine seed that Auburn is getting to play a home game. Playing right down there in, in Birmingham, Alabama, Adams. You know, uh, I don't. Not bad. I don't trust. I don't trust Fran McCaffrey in the NCAA tournament. Nope. But you know what? I you know who else you don't trust? Auburn's guard play. And you know yeah, what, Brian? Somebody's got to advance tonight, unless the game ends in a tie. <laughs> Auburn's guard play versus Iowa's defense. I mean, geez, Louise, so- something's got to give there. And then finally, Mo, my brother just texted me and said, "Get his thoughts on what's going to happen in Des Moines, Iowa tonight. Nine fifty-five tip-off, Mo. Nobody getting any younger. That's late. Now that probably that game's probably going to start about ten fifteen, ten twenty. And my poor brother gets up at five a.m. every day." But he'll be up watching it. Did he get the work ethic in the family, Tony? Yeah, he works. Penn State is a 10 seed. A&M's a 7 seed. A&M's underseeded. And Penn State gets a screw job here because they draw a 5 seed, basically, is what's what's happened here. For the season they've had, they get to play a 4 or, I mean, a 5 seed. That's A&M. I mean, Matt, if you put A&M and Tennessee on the floor together right now, who's got a better club? No, I would. I would. Uh, well, A and M does, and they they are seated a little low. I yes, agree. they're a five seed. Mo, who wins tonight? Does Penn State have a chance against them or no? Oh yeah, Penn, Penn State. Tony is a hot, hot team right now. I mean, they're 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 played really well. Uh, Mike Mike, their coach, did a great job at the end of the year, and uh, or all year actually. But at the end of the year, they. Uh, I mean, they, I think they won like twelve out of their last thirteen games before losing. You know, a, a really, really close game uh, against against Purdue. Um, they'll have to keep. Uh, they got to keep um, Texas A and M off the foul line. They like to put the ball on the floor and that- basically. And again, as I said the other night, Tony, how these referees that coaches don't really know. Now there should be in every game there should be like in a Tennessee game there should be a Southeastern Conference referee. There should be a referee that has done a, uh, some Sun Belt games. And then there'll be a, a one-off guy. There maybe be a guy from the West Coast. That's how they usually schedule the referees. And um, so, and they move the referees all over the country. I mean, there's there's guys that live two hours from Des Moines, Iowa. That you think they'd say, "Hey, we're going to send them to Des Moines to save some money and things like that." They ship them all over the country. And so, um, how that whistle's blown in that game, I think, has a lot to do with that. Because if they, they if they just don't put Texas A&M, you know, to the free throw line, I think Penn State has a chance. With all these games, the way these games are called, and that's one of the mysteries of basketball, 
But Duke always will get the calls down through the years uh, in these close games. John, you were wanting to add about the officials. Yeah. Maury, do you think – I've heard it both ways um, uh, from coaches. So do you think that officials let more stuff go in the NCAA tournament or that they're quicker to call a whistle? I think they'd rather not call it, John, and that's a very good question. I think they go into it saying, hey, we're – you know, this is the creme of the creme or, you know, the, the end of the season. We're not going to, you know, c- call it as close as we did during the year. Um, but like I said, sometimes, sometimes you'll see games switch right in the middle. You know what I mean? If, if they're letting them play, which I think teams want to, and then you, you'll see a complete 360 or 180 and, you know, you, they'll, they'll start locking it up. And th- that's what I really believe in terms of, in terms of how that game is called. And it's like all games, but especially with Texas A&M, cause they want to, uh, get to the free throw line so much. Hey, Mo, is there anything else on the way out uh, that you'd care to add in terms of things to look for or just thoughts about this time of the year? And, and again, man, um, it was a it was beautiful, brother. Absolutely beautiful, breaking it down scientifically with you today. No, Tony, this is, like I said, that today and tomorrow are, the be- to me, the best days in sports. Yep. Uh, because there's, you know, like I said, I'm usually a chalk guy, but there's yep. going to be upsets and, Things like that, and the fans of those teams. Yep. You know the the underdogs that win. Their their fans will be fantastic. You know, off the rails, happy, and yep. you hear, you know, the the, the favorites. You know, what, what this coach do? And uh, but no, it's today and tomorrow is the two best days of the year in college sports or in sports, in my opinion. And Mo, there's one final thing I want to say to you, and I'm going to let my friends from the down under say it to you, brother, because here it is. Happy anniversary, Mo. It was eight years ago today, brother, that your life changed for the better when I came into your life. Hope you have a doc good and Mari. Enjoy yourself, brother. Love you. Thank you. 865-200-5402. John Adams, as we continue, I'm asking the question of him and the living listener and everybody involved. Who do we want? You tell me who do we want. You want Duke tonight to win, or do you want that other club to win? You with Maury Hanks? Maury Hanks said, you don't want the team that's got the pros. We'll come back and yeah, we'll, talk about we'll, it. You made a compelling case for Oral Roberts. So. I, I always make When I open my mouth, it's always compelling as we continue right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. Are you betting on the SEC tournament in Nashville? Today at Action 24-7, use code MARCH to get a 300% deposit match up to $20 on your first deposit. Action 24-7 is Tennessee's only locally owned and operated sportsbook. Download the app or visit action247.com to start winning. Please bet responsibly. 
It is that time of week. Uh, I have got somebody very special on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson with Foodland. Miles, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I know you got a special one-day sale, I think, coming up Friday, but uh, let's hear everything that you got. All righty. Well, for the whole week sale, we have whole ribeyes for $4.99 a pound, fresh ground beef for $2.79 a pound, green cabbage, 39 cents a pound, seedless white grapes, 99 cents a pound, and we also have Deer Park 24-pack spring water, two for 10. Oh, wow. The one-day sale, which is just this Friday, March 17th, we have chicken drumstick, 69 cents a pound, Niagara drinking water, 24 packs, three for nine, and whole chicken wings, 99 cents a pound. Oh, chicken wings. That's my favorite right there, Miles. <laughs> you got you got me for that one. Thank you once again, Miles, and uh, have a great weekend. Uh, um, I better come in and get some of those wings, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402. Not only am I back with you, but John Adams is here, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. I want to thank Maury Hanks for joining us on the TLD Logistics Hotline. We're here for another hour and 12 minutes, taking you up to Chris Lofton is going to join us as part of our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime, at which point, after Chris Lofton, we're going to let you hear winners and losers as we pick day two of the NCAA tournament. So get ready to start your engines. In the meantime, I'm asking the living Vol fan, how do the Vols play tonight? We're with you on uh, Garza Law Tennessee Basketball Overtime this evening. As soon as that one goes final... And, and John, um, I'll start with you. Matt has Matt has um, gathered some rather curious numbers on Rick Barnes that I'd like to share with you. And by the way, our blog today uh, features Matt and also Marky Boy Griffin breaking it down scientifically. Brian has some great information in there as well. Uh, Tennessee has the highest point spread of any of the four seeds in this one. Uh, the Vols 11.5 last night. I don't know where the number is. I'm sure that number may move today. Who knows? But Tennessee has the best seed. That's the best seed possible for them, best draw uh, of any of the 13 seeds because, really, this is a game that should be in front of them all night. And, Matt, this is a game where they should be able to control this Brown kid down low as you broke the game down. Um and, and let's really camp on the game for a second. I expect Tennessee, Matt, I expect they play well and handle this well tonight. I expect they're going to win tonight. No, I, I do too. I just think Louisiana will have a lot of trouble scoring. Um, you know, the thing you worry about in the tournament is kind of the, the, the schematics, and, and they're an old-school team. They play through their post. Um, they don't do anything great. You know, they don't you know, do a lot of stuff. That, that you're not going that Tennessee hasn't seen before. Tennessee's really good at denying a lot of the the cutting and, and screen stuff that they do. So it's it, as long as Tennessee shoots relatively well, they they should be able to win this game. And I, I think there is a potential to have a, a comfortable you know fifteen ten to twenty point win, which is really what we need. Because I I read your numbers today. I didn't realize. That the numbers for Barnes are this stark. 
Now, he's 25-26 and 26 overall in the tournament, which, whatever. I mean, you're playing great. You, you play NCAA tournament teams, you're playing very good teams. You just are. I know he has his detractors, but most teams that make it to this time of the year, unless you're a one seed, uh, as a, if you're usually even on that three line, you're going to play pretty good basketball teams that can beat you. Barnes' numbers are as follows. As a top four seed, he's 10-0 in the first round. So he'll win tonight. That's the number. He's never lost. 30-plus years of coaching, 10-0. and 0, And to be a top-four seed 10 times, now 11, in his career, says a lot about him. It says a lot about his consistency. John, what's interesting is, and this is the number that really stood out to me, 9-17 and 17 in games decided by six points or less. Nine and 17 in those games, games decided by six points or less. And this game tonight cannot be close with four minutes left. I'm going to repeat that one more time. When you're watching tonight's game, if you can take one thing away from this radio show today and our takes on here, I think we all agree on this. With no ZZ stop, the way Tennessee has looked closing out these games, they look like a team when you're watching, like baseball is getting ready to start, Major League Ball, okay? And the Mets lost Edwin Diaz last night, incredible closer. And it almost looks like ZZ was a closer for the Vols. You don't have his foul shooting on the floor. You don't have his presence on the floor. And they have been a different basketball team without him. Matt, you and I like to make fun of the numbers, These the, the numbers guys. I, I mean, I, I love the numbers guys because they speak a language I could never speak. I don't, I don't see sports through numbers, but certainly the numbers matter. But sometimes the numbers can get really silly. Matt, when they try and tell me and you that Tennessee's a better team defensively without ZZ because the numbers say that, we're not buying that, are we, Matt? Uh, no, no, that's completely false. But these guys yeah, love the numbers. Just not true. This analytics in basketball, John, This all this analytics stuff and the formulas, and the, how much of it you buy, John? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you still got people playing the game, and I think you can't eliminate, eliminate that from the equation. Uh, no, that kind of stuff makes my head spin. Yeah, it does. Um, yep. It really does. I don't even like to think about it. Well... And, and you know what the truth is? You and I didn't go for a reason. We didn't go into uh, medicine. We didn't go into science. None of us that are in this business can do math. Uh, actually, I'm good at math. I'll speak for yourself. Okay. Or maybe I'll speak for myself. So Barnes is 25 and 26 overall. People want to make it about March with him. That's fine. You make it about whatever you want to make it about. Um, my issue with this team in March, people say, you've been negative this week. I'm not being negative. I'm just being real. I've always tried to be real on here. My issue with this team is that minus ZZ, and sometimes even with him, we just don't look good closing games. But we have not looked good closing games without him. And can you explain something to me, John? How can a guy with Barnes's uh, resume be nine 
and 17 in games decided by six points or less. So he's got this history in close games. And then the Vols this year, we know we don't want to be in a close game tonight. Do you believe that's a cherry-picked number by Matt Dixon? Or is that a fair number to publish uh, as we get ready to play this game? And and does it signify anything to you? Like, how do we explain it? Well, when, when you mention uh, the numbers that Matt came up with, it doesn't surprise me because uh, just looking at the results, without breaking it down that way, when you look at the results, Tennessee losing to a lower-seeded team in the NCAA tournament. They're losing to underdogs, and that's yeah. been a trend, and that was a trend for Rick Barnes at Texas. And it's kind of inexplicable. Why Why would this have? I mean, I know NCAA tournaments are renowned for upsets, but why are Rick Barnes' teams always on the wrong side of that upset? Yep. Nine and 17. Too, too often, too often. Yep. So it makes you wonder, and I always wonder is, uh, it, and I have no idea what the answer is. You could just speculate. Uh, but the fact that Rick Barnes has plays a pretty good schedule you look at nobody has much better wins than tennessee does during the regular season nobody against really good teams so he can beat the really good teams that's that to me is an indicator of a team that can do well in the ncaa tournament when you show a resume that includes victories over high seeded teams during the regular season that, to me, is a great testament to a team being in the NCAA tournament. You want to put a team in there that has a shot against the best teams. And everything in Tennessee's resume says that. It really resonates. So Tennessee, you would think, when you look at that, you would think Tennessee is well-prepared, yep. playing against teams like Texas yep. and Kansas and Arizona. Yep. It's played all the big boys. It knows what it's like to be in a big-time game against a really talented team, and it's won those games. You look at the top 13 seeds in the field this year. You look at the top six. Tennessee has victories over three of those teams. In the top six. In the top six. And resounding victories, not just victories. Handled Kansas. Handled Texas. Uh, Handled Alabama. Alabama. Handled them. Handled them, John. And so you think that's the kind of opponent you might not draw. Well, you will draw now because of Tennessee seeding, but you you won't get that opponent before the Sweet 16 and maybe yep. not the Elite Eight. But the Tennessee has proved it can win that kind of game. So why does it lose it's before weird. it even gets to that point? And I, I just wonder, as long as Rick Barnes has been at this, I would think that he – he does a lot of self-evaluation, self-scouting. No, no, no. I think he tells people. Well, he does tell people this. He he believes that March is, is luck. And he's just had, you know, you get into the tournament, it's just luck. And he's been on the bad side of the luck. Um, so those uh, nine or ten national championships his, John Wooden won. I don't know. Pretty uh, well, much luck. I don't know. But here's the thing, right? 9-17 and 17 decided in games by six points or less. What's interesting is, and again, this is Matt's stuff, the Vols have been favored under Barnes in all eight of those NCAA tournament teams because I was talking to uh, 
seeing Lee the other day. We were doing the podcast. And they were like, well, you know Tennessee's going to be favored over either one of those two teams. To which I replied, they're always favored in March. I mean, I don't know. Like, if we went around the room and asked our fan base right now, do you expect to get to the Sweet 16? The answer is no. Right, John? Wouldn't you say the answer among our fan base is no, not without ZZ? Well, the truth is they will be a Vegas favorite. They're a 10.5, 11-point favorite, whatever they're going to go off at tonight. They're going to be a double-digit favorite. They're the, they're the longest, they're the biggest favorite of any of the four seeds going into tonight's game. And the other reality is they're going to be a favorite over, either over Duke or over that Oral Roberts team. They'll be favored in that game on Saturday. You know, I'm trying to wrap my head around being favored over Duke in an NCAA tournament game. I don't get that. Hey, Matt? I know, I know why, but yeah. it's just kind of hard. To, it's hard to believe. We're back to the numbers again. I know what John's saying, and I'm saying that in my brain, too. Because the numbers want me to believe that Tennessee's number five in the country. Okay? Is that Titans Bill calling? The, the numbers want me to believe that, they're, that the Vols are number five in the country. Matt, when you wrote today that Tennessee has 15 losses or Barnes has 15 losses to lower-seeded teams, what does that mean? Explain that to me. Uh, well, when, when his team is, is the higher seed, you know, like Purdue or you know, Michigan, like whenever he's the higher seed, he, you know, he bows out to, to lower-seeded teams 15 times. What? No, John made the point. It's, upsets happen every, every year. You know, Krzyzewski... He's lost as a two seed in the first round and yep. as a three seed. Happens. You know, Tony Bennett lost. You know, Kyle Parry lost to a 15. Like, those things happen, and, and Barnes isn't immune to that. But Barnes' Barnes's teams never pull the upsets, ever, in the tournament. And that's that's what's so just frustrating because you would think, like, that luck factor, you would think one year out of 25, it would have just fallen his way and they – would have gotten a great matchup or faced a team with an injured star or something. Maybe it happens, guys, this year. Maybe Bino's right. Maybe it, it, it follows the script here of the two other teams that the Tennessee fan base kind of got tired of. And Tennessee fans got kind of tired of this team. I had a couple emails from people saying, well, you know, you've been really negative. I've been negative this week on purpose. Okay, That's part of the deal. I'm trying to do my part. I'm trying to do my part. Maybe I can speak it into existence. If I say I don't believe they're going to get to the Sweets, maybe maybe it'll happen. Maybe they'll go to the Sweet 16. But let me do this. We'll keep it live and legal, then we'll get some phone calls in. I want to hear from you. Who do you want to see Tennessee play tonight or on Saturday? Who are you cheering for in that Duke game? And then what do you make of these Barnes numbers? The Barnes numbers follow the Tennessee basketball numbers literally to a T. We are so disappointing in March down through the years. You know, um, I asked Bino the other day, how many years have you been watching Tennessee basketball, John? Okay, the other day? Mm-hmm. 55 was the number. 55 years he'd been following the basketball balls, cognizant of it. How many times have they overperformed your expectations in March in 55 years? I want you to think about it. What do you think the answer was as I do a quick legal here, and then I'm going to have John answer that. Bino, Bino gave me an answer. In 55 years... How many times did they overperform his expectations coming in? And this is not a Rick Barnes thing. This is an us thing. You want to pick at Rick Barnes? You pick at Rick Barnes. Like I wrote today in the blog, but you pick at him at your own peril. 
The Cincinnati fans would take Mick Cronin back right now. And ironically enough, ironically enough, the reason that Mick Cronin left Cincinnati is because Rick Barnes did not or turn down the UCLA, whatever happened there. But the reason is that thing fell through. And his resume was a lot like Rick Barnes till he went to UCLA and then all of a sudden he started winning. But they would take him back in a heartbeat because they're a disaster right now. No offense, Tom. John, I want you to tell me how many uh, uh, with the with the Beano, but let's do a legal here. All right. So the tournament's getting ready to get underway. Brian Hartman is going to have divided. I, I know this from down through the years. Brian Hartman's going to have a divided uh, attention span right now, Matt. He is going to be locked in the modern world where dreams are made of a different stuff on that on his television, so get ready to lose Brian Hartman, y'all. John Adams, in 55 years of watching the basketball team, people say I'm negative bringing this up. I'm just living in reality. I'm not negative. I mean, sooner or later, the trend has to change, doesn't it? How many times did Bino say they overperformed his uh, expectations, John? What do you think the number was? 55 years. I'll say three. Number's two. And for you to guess three is really embarrassing, and for him to say two is really kind of embarrassing. But you know as a columnist, for 30, how many years have you been doing that, 35 years? I've been, I've been here in Knoxville since 87, so I can't 37 think of two, years. So that's 36 years. I can't think of too many teams that exceeded expectations in the tournament. Uh, I guess Bruce Pearl's team that made the Elite Eight. That's it. Conzo and Conzo Martin's team. Conzo Martin's team. They had a play-in game and then won two more games. Yep. Uh, played a good game in bowing out. That's it. Really hit it well. Yep. And see, we we talked about this already, but here's the thing about the NCAA tournament. You think of all these Tennessee teams. Forget Rick Barnes. All these Tennessee teams through the years. That's right. All the teams in the tournament. That, that go on these kind of magic carpet rides. I, I mean, there's no real explanation of why this team takes off in an NCAA tournament. If you broke it down with the numbers, you said, no, it, it, there are teams for which there's no real valid reason right. that, it be, that it became so good, so hot in the NCAA tournament. That's what makes the tournament so fascinating. But Tennessee's never that team. You just think law of averages every now and then Tennessee would have a t- the three-pointers fall. I mean, I've covered a lot of tournaments through the years from start to finish, and that's what was always so impressive to me, how these teams you just didn't see coming, and nobody would have predicted. You talk about dark horses, but the real dark horses, nobody sees them as a dark horse. These teams just kind of come out of nowhere and there's no valid reason for why it's playing that well at this time. I'm going to read something you know, Christopher Connor sent us, Brian, then I'll get you, let you finish your thought, and then we'll go to the phones. We're jam-packed. And, and I've got an extended window here to take calls, so relax. We started 18-3. and three. It's Christopher Connor sent us to me, email this morning. Facts. We started 18-3, and three, had quite a few injuries, hard to sustain that success. A reset is due to this team. A reset is due, and the Vols can kick it up a notch. They know they can do it. At best, at best, Tennessee defeated Alabama, Texas, Kansas, and USC. 
Kansas lost three in a row before the Kentucky game. So it was once stated on this show, it's a very soft target year in college basketball. That's still true. We'll be playing teams that have not seen us. That's an advantage. And throughout the season, we did very well against teams that don't see us. Very well. John Adams is right. At one point, you've lost easy. At some point, all your shots are going to fall. They fell for South Carolina that one year. At some point, it's got to happen here. Could this be the tournament? At some point, all it takes is for Vescovy to make five threes the next two rounds. Or Josiah Jordan-James to have two consistent basketball games. You're in the Sweet 16 if that happens. Tony. You're in the Sweet 16 if that happens. It's easy. It sounds, it's, it's a lot easier said than done, obviously. But, but when you talk about it, and, and when we talk about teams making a run, yeah. we always talk about the shots falling, That's right. often three-point shots falling. That's right. You have guys that maybe didn't, didn't shoot that well in the regular season who suddenly become, some, become marksmen from outside the three-point range. And, and that's why it's hard to pick Tennessee. Forget the track record, the history. When you look at Tennessee's team, it's not a team that you think of as going on a, a shooting a shooting binge where you suddenly become uh, incredibly accurate. And you, do, you sustain that for not one or two, but maybe three or four games and go all the way to the final four. Uh, that's what it takes. And Tennessee just doesn't. It doesn't fit that because it's not, basically, it's not a great shooting team. Hey, Matt, the Edgar kid or whatever his name is from uh, St. Peter's last year averaged like three points a game last year for them, okay? Got in the tournament and was smoking hot, hit everything. Shot him past Kentucky. Got him to the Elite Eight. Got him to the Elite Eight. Shot, made everything. And then he went to Bryant College this year. Uh, C was telling me last night, he was recounting this to me. Average like four points a game this year. Went right back to being the player he is. They thought, oh my God, we got, you know, we got this guy that just, you know, he's a star player now. The, 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 the magic coach, what was the, was that the, what nursery rhyme? That was uh, Cinderella, right? With the, the glass slipper and the thing and didn't break or whatever, didn't fit. What, you know, uh, who, who was the time. guy? I know Brian will remember this. One you, time. Mike, Tony, the, the Purdue game for Tennessee. Yeah. Ryan the, Klein. Yeah, the, the really good guy was Carson Edwards. Right. He was All-American type player. But the other guard, hit. he just couldn't miss from three-point range. You know what uh, Jerry Palm told us, Ryan Klein did, when, when that game was over or when that season was over? No pro basketball. Didn't even go overseas. Yeah, that was his second to last game ever, you know, organized game. You know, that can, that team came pretty close to making the Final Four, didn't it? It lost a close game. To, did it play Virginia? They got ripped off. The Vols would have gone to the Final yeah, Four Virginia that year. had to have a miracle shot at the end of regulation just to get the overtime. Yep. The Vols yeah. would have literally gone to the Final Four that year, which is the deal. I mean, at some point... It's got to happen here. People say, well, you're so negative. I'm beaten down. I mean, I'm beaten down. 
And I got a coach. You know, uh, I got a coach that's that's beats himself down at this time of the year. I mean, it's a double beatdown. One team that I think did outperform maybe its expectations was or came close was that 07 team that was a five seed and destroyed Long Beach State and upset. I guess kind of mildly upset Virginia the second round and should have beat Ohio State had Tom, it like a had like a twenty point lead in the second half. Tom, the eye that be holding, I mean, Brian. That that could have been a team. It was that Bino's that answer. Many may have seen as out, outperforming yeah. expectations. It was Bino's answer. The point is, in fifty years of basketball for him, it's one hand. John's been here for thirty-seven years, and he said three. So maybe he was counting that one, but three and thirty-seven is not what we're talking about here. In terms of just one time. Can somebody around here get hot for three games so we can get to an Elite Eight? We have an orphan banner at the top of our damn arena. You walk in there, you look at that banner, and you go, can somebody please take that banner down? It looks so dumb. Elite Eight, one, and then the whole thing's empty. Can somebody please, I mean, can, can we have a telethon for that banner? Can we raise some money for it? Tony, but what you're saying is everybody. It looks like Tuesday's child hanging up there. Go ahead, John. Well, the the banner of success in the NCAA tournament is a Final Four, and you don't even go there. You just say, can we make the Elite Eight? John! That's interesting. I just, I don't know what to say, but I get emails from you. You're negative. No, I'm conditioned. I'm not negative. 865-200-5402. Chris Lofton will be joining us uh, coming up. About 45 minutes. He's going to be at TN Sports Show, online tnsportshow.com. He'll be over there Saturday. If what we think happens tonight happens tonight, that is to say Tennessee and Duke both win, you can go and watch the game with Lofton and hundreds of others Saturday because they're going to have the game on the screen for you at that event on Saturday, the TN Sports Show. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's going to be there. Nikita Koloff is going to be there. Uh, Jose Rio's going to be there. Butterbean's going to be there. Several other former Vol greats are going to be there as well, and uh, including the likes of Peerless Price and Travis Henry and Travis Stevens. Uh, Chili Bear is going to be there, and several others as well. They're going to have a ton of vendors from the sports world, collectibles, things like that. They're going to have all kinds of fun stuff going on on Saturday. I might even come out of my cave and make an appearance. Who knows? Let's go back to our phones. 865-200-5402. And as I promised, everybody is going to speak in this set of four love songs in a row. Hello and welcome in. You are live on the Tony Basilio Show. The day of reckoning is nigh. Hey, or, hey Tony. This is Ryan, the Hoosierville. Hey, Hoosierville, Ryan. Welcome in, brother. I want to play Duke. In the second round, similar to the football team playing Clemson, because you're playing the perception of Duke. If you lose to Duke, even though they're not the Duke of old, in the same way Clemson ain't the Clemson of old, no one makes fun of you. Much like if you would have played Tulane, even though they're probably much better than Clemson, I don't want to lose to Oral Roberts, even if they're better, because people make fun of you that way. Now, that's a silly logic, but... It's actually not. No, it's actually not silly logic. And plus, I mean, Duke is a is a named team. Um, 
Y told me the other day, he said, imagine getting the Sweet 16 if you're Barnes and you beat Duke to do it. It's like worth three yeah. wins. Think about that, John. Think about the perception, how celebrated you are in your fan base if you beat Duke to go to the Sweet 16. Oh, yeah. and But you're saying that would actually, Duke beating Tennessee would be an upset for Duke. You say Tennessee will be favored in that Four game. or five point favorite, yeah. It will be. Yeah. Now, Three to five. Uh, Tom, will you permit me to kind of take a little detour? I have a question for uh, John. As uh, we're both Tennessee transplants, John and myself, uh, and it kind of ties into both our alma maters. John, did you see that Mike Davis's son, um, I can't remember his name, nearly broke Pistol Pete's record with, like, the sixth COVID year? Did you see that? He was within five points. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know it was happening till I saw it on Twitter. And I, they didn't even televise the game. He almost did it. I checked today. The CVI did not invite Detroit Mercy Heart or whatever the name of that team is. They didn't invite them. Would that? Oh, I, I thought that was a given that they would be invited and he would break the record. No, they didn't even allow that to happen. Would there have been a bigger abomination? No offense to the great man that is Mike Davis. If they would have let that happen. <laughs> well, as they say, records are made to be broken. And it's just like uh, records in the NFL when you talk about yardage now. They used to play a 12-game schedule. Now they play 17-game schedule, so rushing records. But the record that Pete, Pete Maravich set at LSU that won't be broken and, it and I think it would be it's the average, 44.3 points a game for his career. Good That's night. That, that will not be broken. It doesn't matter if you have We could start having four-point baskets. It's kind of like Wilt Chamberlain one no year for the Sixers. Shot. Well, Wilt Chamberlain yeah. one year for the Sixers averaged a triple-double. I can promise you that's never going to happen. Yeah. And this 44-point-a-game thing, I mean, here's a guy that played three seasons at LSU, right, John? And has yeah. the all-time scoring record in the, 50 years without later. Without a three-point line. Fifth, without a three-point line, Ryan. And, Hello. And here you have, even with the, you know, I would have thought somebody would have beaten his total points because right. you play four seasons. Right. And now you get the extra seasons with COVID. So it was set up for this player to do it. You know, I'm trying to think, do you, Mike Davis, when was he the coach he was the coach at Indiana. In 2002, he took over when the general got fired. And a blast for the past, how old I feel. When we made that run, that little boy, they kept showing this cute little boy in his little IU jersey in the stands. That was the now young man who nearly did it. Well, see, I can really relate to that because I was cover I covered that tournament all the way through, and I just happened to... I covered that Kent State. Kent State is one of those mid-majors that went on a torrid run, had three guys uh, three guys hitting threes and had, what was the tight end's name, Lionel Gates? Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates posting up and now, had a bunch of guys shooting threes, and then, and then they lose to Indiana. But I remember, and see when that, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking when, when this story started to develop, I was thinking, could that be the little kid I saw when I was covering Indiana in the NCAA tournament? Ryan, I thought you were going to say that you were standing right next to him 
<laughs> and I would have believed you. So I, I was. And Stan he like got the Arkansas job off that. You know, yeah. Well, enough about the Hoosiers. Oddly enough, we play Kent State, and I'm a little scared, not going to lie. But I want Duke next because if house money, we win. Everyone loves it. We lose. Hey, we lost to Duke. Hey, the winners and losers, guys. I don't know if you're going to like uh, who they pick uh, in your in your ball game. So everyone's picking the Flashers or Flashes or whatever, whatever they are. They're pretty good offensively, you know. They're pretty scary. Nick Saban's alma mater. Thank so. you, brother. Good talking to you. Maybe Nick Saban will crack a smile today. You think Nick Saban, John, knows that the NCAA tournament's beginning today? Yeah, because Alabama's number one. He knows it. Does do you think he knows who his senator is down there, or what month it is? I think he probably knows the senator because he's probably come across him politically and told him how things will be. Back to the phones we go. Appreciate Ryan's call. He's a caller in great standing. Hello and welcome into our next call. Ryan, good luck to your Hoosiers. Good luck to my volunteers. Hello and welcome into our next call. What's up, Tony? Yo. Man, i tell you what. You know, I'm not too far behind Bino. I, I just turned 60 last month. Boom. Happy birthday. Guys, I cut my teeth on losing to going with Ernie Bernie over there. And, Luke, and and Bernard not being able to play because of a broken hand. Yep. And losing to VMI when they shot, when those little white guys shot about 70% from the field. And then my next experience was losing to Jim Bayheim his rookie season when poor Coach Mears was, he was just, they, they had him propped up like a weekend at Bernie. John, can you imagine the Ernie and Bernie show getting eliminated by VMI? Think about how silly that is 50 years later. But now Bernard didn't play. I understand. Yeah, Mears told me one time we were talking. We were at his place, and I said, do you do you regret that? And he looked right at me and said, Tony, I never regret erring on the side of caution for a guy, any of my players, and their health. He said, I never considered playing him and hurting his chances to earn a living playing. And if I had a chance to do it all over again, he would not have played. And that's you know, who Ray that, Mears was. You you got to know Coach Mears when he came yeah, out. Yeah, that, that sounds like right. Yeah. Uh, that's believable coming yeah. from him. Yep. But but imagine losing to VMI. Like having the rest of that team. That is so Tennessee basketball, John. Isn't it? I mean, it just is. Well, Man, yeah. Because VMI I, is one of the... They're like one of the worst teams in the in our conference today. They're like the worst. Well, I, I, I think when you you look back, of course yeah. I wasn't here then, but everybody that even casually followed college basketball back then knew yeah. about Ernie and Bernie. That was a popular team. Incredible. Yeah, a very talented team and, and you know it but in this tournament everybody here is so familiar with the Ernie and Bernie show. Yep. And and having a great coach in Ray Mears. Yep. And uh but those kind of games happen in this tournament all the time and you look back and say, look at this team. It started this guy, this guy and that guy. They all played in the NBA. Yep. How did it lose to so and so? But in this tournament it happens. And, and in that same era, like when I was a little boy, Jake, one year uh, St. Joseph's, Jim Lynham coaching, 
beat that really great DePaul team. They had Mark, with, they uh, had Terry Mark Cummings McGuire, and Mark, Mark Aguirre. Terry Cummings and Mark Aguirre on one team. And this little school from Philadelphia played in a, you know why? Because they shot the damn lights out. That same, uh, in that same period of time, two years earlier, in 1979, Penn without one scholarship player on their roster, the same time we were bowing out with the Ernie and Bernie show, without one scholarship player went to the Final Four. I remember that. That's hard to believe when you think about it. That's crazy. But, but Tony, you, you hit on it again. When you talk about these upsets and you talk about teams making uh, a great run in the tournament, yeah. you never say, yeah, they just started playing incredible defense. They just shut everybody down and made it all the way to the Final Four. It's always yeah. a team that got hot from the field. That's why the Barnes detractors say this, and they're right. If you want to go far in these tournaments, you have to have a top-20 offense. You've got to be able to score. You've got to be able to score, Jeeker. You've got to be able to and score. Then, and, and, Tony, then De- DeVoe rolls in here. And, you know, those first, first few DeVoe teams uh, were, were really good. And uh, Dale Ellis, what a phenomenal player. Oh, and, great and we player. Go and, and we run into Virginia. And Ellis has to guard seven foot four Ralph Sampson and outplays he played he outplays Sampson incredibly. But it, it was just too much to overcome. But we didn't have a center. You know, how many years have we not had a center? This year we have a center. Yeah, we do. That Plavi, he, he's hell on wheels, isn't he? I love I love Plavi. And I, I mean never bought a number. <laughs> Who has a center these days? Nobody. Nobody. It's, it's not a, even. A, it's like the fullback in football. Yep. The team we're. That's a great point, Brian. The team we're playing tonight has a center, and that's why Tennessee's favored over them because they run everything through their center. Well, I hate to be negative, but um, just I've, I've been through so much through the years. Yep. You know, through All the way up through Sister Jean, I just I think we're going to get beat tonight, but I hope we don't. Oh, jeez. If that happens, I'll be up till five o'clock in the morning. Don't but see, that's me. that's not really being uh, that's not really being negative because as a, a fans that have experienced all this, they prepare themselves for the possibility because that way it sort of braces their fall. John, why wouldn't you when you're playing in March and you're a fall fan and you're this guy's age? Sure, the young heads will say, "Oh, he's being negative. He's lived it. He yeah, has been and, classically and then, conditioned for this." Pavlov's dog. And then if Tennessee comes up and not only wins tonight but beats Duke, well, then you can be joyous and celebrate. It's great. But it's even better because you didn't expect it. That's, but, that's right. But you're bracing yourself for the possibility that there will be a I'm never going to do. I'm never going to do. I love when Matt starts responding to the phone call, to, to what he sees on the screen. I'm never, ever in my life going to do what I did last year and believe in my heart that we're going to a Final Four. I'm never doing that again to myself. I really thought Tennessee was going to the Final Four last year. I'm never doing it. It's never going to happen to me again. They're not breaking my heart again. That's not going to happen to me. Sorry. But but looking back, didn't you think that team was set up? If you look at its shortcomings, there weren't that many. It had just gone through a tough league tournament and been pretty dominant, really. I I rewatched the last five minutes with Y last night. And I said to myself, 
If I'm Rick Barnes, I wouldn't have done one thing differently. Not one thing. They put the ball in Kennedy Chandler's hands. And he said, make, make shots. It's not his fault, by the way. It is what it is. He turned the ball over a couple times. They defended him well. And, and my reply to all that is, that's Tennessee basketball. Hashtag Tennessee basketball. Jacardio, your final word is what? Hey, uh, I just saw something come across my phone about Bill Self. Is going to miss it. just their opening round game or the whole tournament? I don't know. He's had a, He had a heart procedure. I'm sure he's still recovering, but I appreciate the call. Thank you. We wish Coach Self well. Back to the phones he, we go. He had a heart procedure. He did. Yeah. He had a heart procedure. You know, he I would say that's probably tournament. not a good idea for him to coach again this season if that's the case. Later, that's uh, just me. Last week he had some kind of heart procedure. I'm no doctor. I don't know whether it's minor. I don't know whether it's major. If it's some... your heart, it's not minor. Back to the phones we go. And all surgeries major. Somebody's putting you to sleep. I mean, it's, you know. I can vouch for that. Yes. <laughs> Back to the phones we go. West Virginia on top of Maryland, 13-4 to 4 early. Juan Dixon in walking back through that door. And West Virginia's making their shots. And that's the point, ladies and gentlemen. That's shouldn't, what we're talking uh, about. Shouldn't Brian, shouldn't Brian be giving us that update, Tony? You, you speak about Juan Dixon. He just got fired from, I guess it was Coppin State. It's right. After six years, they, they are the, they're in the same league that Howard is in. And yep. Howard plays Kansas. Yep. And the aforementioned Bill Self later, I think that's later today. He was copping a lot of things, but not a lot of wins. Let's go back to yeah. the phones, and we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, guys. It's Paulie. Hey, Paul. Happy March. Same to you. Um, uh, I just wanted to say uh, I, I honestly think we're going we're gonna to whoop Louisiana tonight. Yep. Time for a run, brother. Time for a run. Let's go all the way to the Sweet 16 and then take our... Take our chances up there against that choke, those chokers. One of two things we get to the Sweet 16 are going to happen. We're either going to see the chokers from Purdue, or Rick Barnes is going to be forced to play Memphis. And and when that happens tonight, uh, I think we should extend Barnes. We should what? We should extend Barnesy once it happens tonight. Sure. Extend him, yep. I think we should. Yep. He's a keeper. Yep. Um, the next thing, um, I have a, I have so much things I, I don't want to miss, but, you know, I look for positives. In, in Barn, Living in Barnesville the last eight years, you got to look for positives, okay, especially this time of year. So me looking in positives, um, trying to stay in that mindset, even if the worst things happen today or tonight, knowing that the Tennessee Sports Show and Steamboat and all the wrestlers are in town, if the worst thing happened tonight, at least we could get Euros the profession Saturday. Oh, I think Euros would be an incredible professional wrestler. I'm going to say that for the record. I think that's right. Serbian Diesel. We could walk him right over there to Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> and uh, and and see if Steamboat could help him get into the business. I I did not realize that Steamboat lives in De- Louisville now. That was awesome. But even if the thing, if it did happen, the worst thing, at least we could get Euros and hook him up with Steamboat with yep. the Basilio family. And man, 
he could be he could be a thirty year star. That steamboat's a real talker. You know, always look on it's the bright. Next, Kevin Nash. Always look on the bright side of life. That's what you are. You you have always been down through the years here when it comes to Rick Barnes, a ray of sunshine. Do you think there's a, since this is a tournament? Do you think what what's the percentage? Can can Dixon give give me the odds or percentage or Bronny boy on Barnesy wearing an orange shirt today? Why are we picking on the way you're out of here? You can't pick on the way the man dresses. That's getting personal, you clown. Good night, Almighty. John Adams presented by friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. Good, Brian. This is everybody's worst nightmare. What's happening to Maryland right now? Yeah, it's uh, Maryland and West Virginia. That's a physical game, and the refs are really not blowing the whistle, and that favors West Virginia. And Maryland can't shoot at all. It's thirteen to four, Mountaineers with the under twelve timeout in the first half. John, they have four points in eight minutes, which is again and five happen, six turnovers, four points can happen to any team in the tournament. Yes or no, John? You bring up the officiating again, and and I remember they were really, the comments really struck me after Alabama lost to Tennessee. It was almost as though Nate Oates was making a case for a rematch because he said in the NCAA tournament, things will be called closer because officials want to advance through the tournament. And that just struck me as really odd. Like, I never thought that. And we asked Mari Hanks about that, and he thinks just the opposite, that officials are more inclined to let things go yep. in the tournament. But I thought that was Nate Oates. That's how he would like things to be called in the NCAA tournament. Nate Oates is public enemy number one. Their team's public enemy number one. Um I wonder if the NCAA, and I wrote in the blog today, I think it's a brilliant thing for them to plant on the media that that kid's been getting death threats and has to have an armed guard. Try to make a sympathetic figure. That That well, is brilliant stuff by Alabama. Brilliant. I mean, that's brilliant. I think. I don't believe it. I think it's what well, I'm trying didn't, to Well, uh, didn't they, what's his name, McElwain at Florida kind of get fired because he sort of, Baked his, kind of made an accusation that he was getting death threats. John, do you believe it? Well, it's really not far-fetched in today's world. Well, that's true. I I could see it happening, yeah. But here's the thing about that Alabama team. In a a perverse way, Alabama is probably uh, more focused and more united than it's ever been. And really, you, you, you guys all know this. In a coach's world, his dream is for his team to feel the world is against it. Yep. And, and they try and create they create that thought and that, that atmosphere, even if they have to manufacture it. You'll hear teams that will be ranked to the top three all year, and you'll hear the players, they get to the NCAA tournament, they're talking about, yeah, nobody believed in us. Nobody. What are you talking about? But here it's very real because Alabama is kind of the – they're the villain of this tournament. Garza Law, and, Tennessee basketball well, overtime tonight. There's 4,000 words dedicated to today's game over at tclub.team today. Various contributors, including Brian, including Mark Griffin, including Matt Dixon, including yours truly, including Y. There's all kinds of stuff there on the game. John Adams is presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at Seniors 
HelpingSeniors.com. And our approach, we match you with a fellow senior who can help you with the daily tasks around the house, such as cleaning the house, laundry, meal preparation, uh, maybe grocery shopping, basic yard work, more. Look, if you're a senior or you have a senior in your life that needs some companionship and somebody to help with some of these tasks, Seniors Helping Seniors provides an incredible, and I mean an incredible service. And the great part is the person doing it is going to be a fellow senior who's lived, who's had similar life experiences, who you understand each other, and they match people with people of like mind as well, which is another beautiful thing about it. So you're not going to get some Joe Blow jabroni showing up. It's somebody that's going to be matched with you. And here's the great thing. If you're a senior, it's a life-giving thing. You get to experience and give life to another because we believe that iron sharpens iron. I believe that. So SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com is a wonderful thing. And you give, get a little help from your friends. Not only is it a great song lyric, but it's a, it's a beautiful sentiment. And it's what Seniors Helping Seniors does every day. We are inside 11 and a half minutes to play in the first half. And Maryland Matt Dixon is stuck on four points. And Maryland Matt Dixon, their shots, they could have built a house by now. They've thrown up so many horrendous-looking shots from the outside. And the free throw line. Yeah. I think they made their two bat buckets for like in the first two minutes of the game too. So they, they're, they've gone on an eight eight minute scoring drought, which is but, very very impressive. But we'll see this game after game in the NCAA tournament. These scoring droughts. Oh yeah, they're down now. You know, uh, they're down sixteen to four right now, and they're in a world of hurt. Remember that Maryland team, Tennessee actually had a they they did the same thing against the balls. It was like a what a fifty six fifty three final. They couldn't make anything. I was in Pennsylvania at the time, and my brother looked at me and I said, "He said I hope you're getting paid a lot of money to do that post game show." And I said, "Why?" He said, "Because I don't know if I could sit through a season of that." I uh, I just flashed back to this time last year when I was on the show with you guys the mm-hmm. first day of the NCAA tournament, and Colorado State was playing Michigan. That's right. The winner gets. Uh, the winner gets Tennessee. It turned out to be Michigan. But I remember the uh, bride giving the score early. Colorado State was killing Michigan at the outset of that game. It looked like it'd be a blowout. Like 19 to 4 was the score. Michigan yeah, couldn't like do anything. 36 to 20 or something. Yeah. I remember that as well. Let's go back to our phones. And then Colorado State hit that second half. And you talk about a team that hit the tape. And it was over yeah, for them. <laughs> back to the phones we go. Or went into Eight the tank, whatever teams, the I think. term is. It's a good idea. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on the Basilio Show on a Thursday. It's a busy day. How are my friends compatriots doing today? What's up, W? Well, I, I had what's called minor heart surgery. I'm like you. If you're put to sleep, it's not minor. I had a Tavar valve replacement. God bless you. And uh, I was back on my feet, you know, the next day, but... I, you, I couldn't be out there coaching a team for a week or two. I mean, the no restrictions, you know, you just can't do that. Not with the stress required of that. I mean, you're, he's better off leaving the country where he doesn't watch his basketball team at all and he loses <laughs> all self-service. He's better just shutting it down. He strikes yeah, me as a high-stress guy, too. Look at him on the – his face is always really red. Look at yep. him at courtside. One of the great follows on Twitter is Bill Self's rug. 
I heard he had a heart issue, but I didn't know he'd actually had a procedure. Yeah, I think he so had something done. It. I, I, of course, it, I could be speaking out of school here, but I thought I read where he had a little something done. Yeah. Yes. Let's don't talk too much about hearts. It makes me kind of. I know. I know. Let's move on. Uh, your your first two or three callers have been great. I love the uh, the who's your vol make, yep. making the football comparison. I yep. thought that was kind of good, but uh, very good. I can I can never pull for Duke. I'm pulling for Oral Roberts. That's who I want. You know. You know I I'm with you. I know it's the best thing for the Vols. Probably that Duke wins tonight. I can't do it. No, I won't I do it, either. and I can't do it. It's like Matt in Kentucky. Can't, won't. Can't, won't. And uh, I, I appreciated the caller that called. Was it Ryan that said he was 60? And he, he you know, went over some games uh, the early days, Ernie, Bernie. When it, but I will say that the Ralph Sampson game in the Omni, yes, Dale Ellis guarded him, but Howard Wood guarded him almost as much. Wood? is good the falls were good really good, good back then john every yeah. special everything i see from that era of sec basketball the league was an absolute treasure back then a lot of great basketball a lot of great stars in the league back then late 70s early 80s i remember i was in baton rouge and i remember doing a column there was like an even on the bad teams in the sec there was an nba prospect i remember uh you know, even at Ole Miss, uh, Carlos Clark at yep. Mississippi State, Jeff Malone. Wow, there were just a lot of good players in the league back then. And those those are guys that went on to be NBA All Stars. Some of them Hall of Fame basketball players. Well, well look at Dale Ellis. So Hall of Famer. I, I think his career is so intriguing. Yeah. And, and I remember him watching the SEC. He was such a. I wasn't here, but I was in Baton Rouge. But I remember watching. He was so efficient. He could post up. And you never really saw him out there outside as much. He he was a very versatile player, but he goes to, he goes to the NBA and it becomes a sharpshooter, this historic three point shooter. But I just remember him posting up and shooting over guys and banking it in uh, for Tennessee. And just a sweet game. You talk about guys. Grant, Grant yeah, Williams had, had the same NBA career. Too. That's exactly right. And Grant Williams went outside, and that's exactly right, Matt. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dale Ellis was one of the biggest players we had, so he had to play inside. And I'll, I'll tell you, I got to meet him, Michael Brooks, and yep. Tony White. They oh, were Michael nice Brooks, guys. what a great player. But, uh, a friend of mine got to know Michael Brooks. He gave him a, a ride to Memphis. And uh, Dale Ellis is last year, right before we played Louisville in the NCAA, him and Michael Brooks were in a hotel room and had our tickets. And we went to the hotel room watched another game with them, and ate pizza in 1983. Might be one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. And they had our tickets, and, you know, we just went up there trusting they'd have our tickets, and they had them, you know. Might literally be one of the greatest stories that's ever been told on this show in my 30-plus years of doing this. It, they were just great guys, and uh, uh, Howard Wood. I knew him a little bit, but we got to know Michael Brooks and Dale Ellis. Rode to Memphis with him. Well, a friend of mine, yeah, took Michael yep. Brooks to Memphis. It's incredible That's how we got in the door with all those guys. And, and, and you're sitting there going, "Man, I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm eating pizza and watching yeah. a game with these dudes." 
right? I'm like, they're, they're going to be playing Louisville next. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we did okay. Louisville beat us in the end, but I mean, you know, it was one of those games where we, we just didn't go out there and get behind by 30. You know, we were kind of right in the game. Louisville had, that was the, uh, Dr. Duncanstein team. Uh, yeah, you, that you, was the year that should, they should have, yeah. they should have been playing Houston. They were the bad to the bone. That, that Louisville back then, you did not yeah. want to mess with Louisville back then. They were bad no. to the bone under Denny Crum. But, uh, you know, this, uh, I got a name for Euros, the Serbian Thunderbolt for wrestling. <laughs> How about that? Serbian Thunderbolt. Uh, okay, that's good. A good, good beat. You can, and W. Lynn, I love you. You're my man. G to the B to the O, brother. And I appreciate that story. I can just picture your friend driving to Memphis. And opening that door for you with Michael Brooks, that's a beautiful thing as we continue on the other side. Uh, Matt, what kind of uh, toppings were on the pizza that day, you feel like? Uh, <laughs> uh, pro- probably probably just pepperonis, but maybe some green herbs. Roni is always a good, Roni's always a good thing, John, to, to put on your pizza, isn't it? I'm not a big pizza guy. That's really great. Appreciate you selling that. John's in for John's in for Sean Sinclair today as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. We are absolutely heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. Chris Lofton is going to join us on our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. But before we do that, John Adams is still with us. Uh, Matt J and Brian Hartman, and we're uh, we're with you tonight for some midnight madness. So, one way or another, the Vols will win tonight. Matt, do we want this game to be close, or we want the Vols to blow this team out? Um, I mean, it'd be nice to have a comfortable win, but to me, if if you really want to make sure you win in the second round, it would probably be better if you kind of had a sloppy off shooting night tonight and still won. Because I I don't think this team could have two great shooting games in a row. 
or maybe yeah, cheer for uh, tri- tri- cheer point. for Triple J to struggle tonight because they'll come back and have a good game because you're only gonna get one out of two out of him. Looking ahead, how do you think Tennessee would match up against Purdue? They beat them. Tennessee beats <laughs> Purdue. I don't think Purdue gets there. I think I think Memphis beats Purdue in the uh, in the round of thirty-two. I think Memphis starts the party. They're gonna knock him right out. Really? Uh, absolutely. Kendrick Davis is a great player. If they get past Memphis Florida Atlantic, bad and Flo- matchup for them. It's a bad matchup for this. This thing's all about matchups. I believe of course, in love. Of course, Jay, Jay Wright last night yep. was talking about that Farley Dickinson team being being very similar to St. Peter's. I wouldn't sleep on Farley Dickinson either. Did you see them? They wasted somebody last night. I mean, they wasted somebody. And Jay That's Wright knows from whence he speaks. Yeah, he was Johnny a, Jones. He was a choker. Uh, in the NCAA tournament till he wasn't, which is John's point. I mean, eventually he had a team that broke through. They used to say about Jay Wright, he can't coach in the tourney. All of a sudden, one team broke through, and then boom, 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 boom. I mean, he just kept winning. Can can our guy do this? I mean, can we do it one time? Sure. Yes. The answer is yes. And Maryland leads, unbelievable. Maryland has thrown a press on. It's sixteen to two run for them. A sixteen to two run, and West Virginia looks like well, a team that belongs in an eight nine game. Both these teams have looked like teams that belong in eight nine games. This is a, this is a wild game, though. When we left you for the break, it was thirteen uh, four. What's the score now, Brian? It was nineteen six, and then Maryland went on their run. It's twenty two twenty one Maryland. They just hit a three to take the lead. Back to the busy we go. Uh, TNSportsShow.com. Chris Lofton will be there along with all the stars. And we're going to be interviewing him coming up right off the jump on Jump Street on the TLD Logistics Overdrive. Overtime. Hello and welcome into our next call. Yeah. This is uh, Baby Ellis. You know, I got to talking about Dale Ellis. You got it. Man, let me tell you something, man. He was sweet, man. He would back them people up and come around with that turnaround jumper, man. You know, yeah, now, you know, he was my cousin, man, so... You know, they started calling me Baby Ellis, you know, back in the day because I copied him. I took his uh, inside shot. I took Michael Brooks' uh, jumper style the way he used to cock it to the side and shoot that shoot from the top of the keyboard. They'd have had that three-point line back in them days, man. It'd have been awful. You'd have those things, rain, you'd have had those things yeah. raining out the sky. You know what I loved about yeah. that era, though? Guys had mid-range gains back then, and you had to, right, you had to work on it in the gym. You know what these kids do now? Kids get a basketball now and shoot three balls. They have no business shooting three balls. Man, they used to burn the top of the key up, man. I mean, it was all Tyrone Beeman and, and Michael Brooks. Goal. Oh, my God. Boy, they, they'd have the Stokely Rocket. Because I was there every game, you know. And I had a, I enjoyed that team. I tell you, that, I mean, I, man, I wanted to be a volunteer so bad back in them days. They still do. You know, just love it all, man. Isn't that beautiful, man? How do, we perf- beautiful. How do you think we perform tonight? What do you think, buddy? Hey, you know, like you said, hopefully they'll have a game where they can, you know, get by this team without having to uh, uh, use uh, the point guard and, and tire him out, you know, because uh, he, you know, he, he tries to do so much. And then the next 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 game he's tired, you know. So hopefully they can cruise on by this team without using a lot of gas. And, and let's move on to the next round and see, see, see if we can we can get through this this, this deal. You know, John Adams brought up a great point. Why not us? Why not now? And how about one year we just surprise ourselves? Shoot the ball well for a couple games. Let's go to the Sweet Six. Let's get to Madison Square Garden for ZZ Stop. 
That's right. That's right. Let's get there, man. We 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 deserve. Yep, our fan base does, and those kids do as well. That's they, right. They play hard, and I appreciate right, you, man. my friend. Great talking to you, Baby That's Alice. Right. Can That's I call right. you Baby Alice? What do I call you, yeah. Minnie Dale? What do we call you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call me uh, Minnie Dale, Baby Alice. You know. I love Baby Alice. They used to call me, man, Baby hey, Alice, man. Hey, Dale's a good dude. He joins us from time to time. We need to we need to run him down, Brian. See if we can get yeah, him on during the down. tournament. I love. First of all, I love Dale Ellis. Guys like him, Michael Jackson, players like that who just play at Georgetown, there were guys out there with sweet games in the 80s. Sweet oh, games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was real sweet. I mean, he dunked that ball, turned around jumper, shoot the, shoot the outside jumper. And he was a real nice guy, man. You know, just you know, just just love to see that Ellis play, man. I find I find I found your call today to be absolutely outstanding, and I hope you have a Dwight Gooden. Hey, hey, you know it all the time. Thank you, my man. Uh, the great Chris Lofton coming up momentarily. Let's get our next call in, in and out. Hello, and with our next call, you're live on the air. Tony and John, Brian, Matt, it's uh, Zach and Elizabeth. Zach, I got two minutes for you. Hit it, buddy. That's cool, man. Um, what would you trade? Would you trade two bat, uh, two years of seven and five Tennessee football for a Final Four appearance and even a a championship game appearance? Would you trade that, John? You think our fan base would make that trade? Uh, I would. I don't think so. No, I think no, we're no, too much of a football, football school. No, not when you just had a top ten team. Yeah. Big Clemson, soundly in the orange box. Now, if Butch Jones is my coach, I would trade because all I'm doing is trading an eight and three season for you know whatever couple oh, yeah. mediocre years, but not yeah. with hype. No, we just went through a decade of going five and seven, and we got two Sweet Sixteens out of it. But he is right, giving you cool. a Final Four. He's <laughs> giving you a championship game experience here, Matt. Because I want to feel that feeling. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to feel that feeling. That one shining okay. moment. Instead of us getting like one clip and one shining moment at somebody hitting a three ball over us, yeah. Can you do you know the song? You're not you're a musician. Can you sing me a stanza of one shining moment here in honor of tonight's game? Um, no, but um, I could sing. Um, uh, what was that? What you won't do, do for love. You find in you, but you won't give up in memory of a uh, Donnie. What was the guy's name? Hit it, hit it. No. But what you won't do, do for love. You tried everything, but you won't give up. Just like us, we won't give up on this Tennessee team. Um, can you ask Lawson how, how he felt in the Wichita State game? Because that's the only NCAA tournament games I went to. I took my dad to it after they had beaten that uh, Winthrop game on the three. Can you just talk, can you ask, oh, talk to him? Just, oh, I was at that game. And oh, I don't know, man. I don't. Here's my thing, and I appreciate you. I'm such a sheep for Loft, and I don't want to ask many of the bad stuff. I'm such a sheep for the guy. John Adams, I love you. Thank you, man. Seniors helping seniors, thank you for presenting John Adams. Uh, do we get a dub tonight, John? Yes. Will you check in on Garza? This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Are you betting on the SEC tournament in Nashville? Today at Action 24-7, use code MARCH to get a 300% deposit match up to $20 on your first deposit. Action 24-7 is Tennessee's only locally owned and operated sportsbook. Download the app or visit action247.com to start winning. Please bet responsibly. This responsible gaming message is brought to you by the Tennessee Lottery. When you play the lottery, it's important to play responsibly. Know your limit and spend only what you can afford. Set a budget and stick to it. And remember, as long as you're having fun, you're always a winner in our book. The Tennessee Lottery is a proud supporter of National Problem Gambling Awareness Month. To learn more about problem gambling resources, visit tnlottery.com. Ah, fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the multiplier instant games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're ripe for the picking right now. Find the Multiplier Instant Games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 